It is time for another journey deep into the lining of the magical talking hat. Hat wranglers Tony and William reach into the yawning chasm that is the hat and pull forth the questions you have posed. Will they tire of your question quickly? Is your name Azure Talon? Then perhaps they will. But then perhaps not. But that will remain a mystery until we venture into the magical talking hat. You didn't say yes to that one. So. I've noticed something. Have you noticed something since our last episode? The apocalypse didn't happen. Exactly. Yeah. So we look like big old assholes. We sure do. Man, I just, I don't, how did we get that wrong? I don't know. And for so many years, like, yeah, that's a lot of work. Right. But I mean, if we look bad, the hat looks even worse because this was the hat's thing the whole time, right? But as is usually the thing, I don't talk. Um, So not getting a lot of feedback as to where we go from here. Right. Hey, do you think it's one of those things where the hat was just kind of part of it and there was something going on in some other part of the world and some like supernatural investigator sort of caught on and killed a whole bunch of cultists and everything and stopped the whole thing. And we just don't know about it because we're kind of a peripheral part of the plan anyway. Now that you mention it. Yeah. wonder if that happened. It does seem like that's probably what it is. Yeah. Like we weren't wrong. Technically we just weren't. We, and we especially didn't do anything wrong. We did. No, we yeah, did our part. Yeah, 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 we did yeah, our yeah, part, yeah, yeah. but the uh, some other group that was part of it, like maybe who were like the, you know, head of the spear kind of thing, they got attacked or they got found out. Something I, somebody, they need to look into that. Yeah, someone higher up there. the food chain than us. We're just yeah, so. just doing our little bit. Should we just keep doing podcast? I mean, I don't know what else we pivot to. I mean, point. I you know, I mean, I, I suppose there's no reason. I mean, just realizing how little I'm qualified for. Yeah, we, you know, we're this is this is above our pay grade. Why this happened, really? It's not our fault. We just definitely, definitely. We just need to keep plugging away, and you know, some other person will replace a high priestess or whoever. They'll probably reach out to us. Yeah, next time. Yeah, we don't. I mean, we we have a proven track record though. Right. Yeah, we've done our bit. I don't I don't think they can fault us. Yeah. We've been loyal, yeah. we've been hardworking. Well, you know. So I, I think we're I think we're all right. Um. Hello everyone. Welcome to Magical Talking Hat Podcast. The only podcast that is just getting is we didn't really there's no apocalypse. Who who would even? Um if they would, they could reach out to us, uh, the magical talking at gmail.com. But who would? That's not a thing. That's just in the movies. Yeah. <laughs> just forget all the stuff we just said. Just uh I'm Tony. I'm William, and this is episode so disappointing. Six six seven, which is of, of no significance. Of no significance. No, I'm sorry. That's, yeah, right. Six hundred sixty-seven yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't matter. Six hundred sixty-seven. This is what we, we have. It's, we don't that's care. How numbers work. Yeah, it's yeah. it's normal. It's fine. Um, so for those of you just joining us, well, oh yeah, we have a hat. It's magical in that it has its own email address. The magical talking hat at gmail Um, people email that. Uh, the magical talking at gmail.com with whatever um, notes, comments, topics, questions, uh, contact information about your world lending organization, uh, sort of whatever you want. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and the hat uh, magically uh, forwards us the emails and we read them on the air, unless 
specifically instructed in those emails that under pain of death we should not mm. uh then obviously we would have some discretion but yeah we read about them talk about them do that whole thing that's the show and uh we have just finished our primary holiday season mm. how was mm. your primary holiday season good good we had people over it was nice and uh, so this is this is our last podcast of 2023. This is our last podcast of 2023. Yeah. So how was how was your uh, week? Um, I mean, I had one of those classic uh, Christmas time adventures. Oh, you know? well, yeah. tell us all about it. I mean, it's pretty standard, you know. I mean, it was, <laughs> you know, uh, rec center about to be closed just before christmas uh a magician's hat uh i did not ever get close enough to see who was playing the villain but i mean you know a lot, a lot of fetch quests for different wacky characters and then uh i don't remember at the end it was very involved but i think uh the real meaning of Christmas was inside me the whole oh. I think that was inside me the whole time. Wow, that's surprising. Um so then the curse was lifted and yeah, we had a a, a pizza party. Yeah, same. Same. Um I ate a lot of cookies and I don't know what it is, but I'm not proud of them like I am the number of pieces of pie I ate. I feel <laughs> shame about the number of cookies I ate. It was a lot oh. of cookies, and oh. we brought a lot of them home, so there's a lot more cookies. Mm. I didn't we really actually, have cookies, I don't think. The households that live in town didn't want any leftovers, so we came home with so much leftovers, mm. including a lot of pie. Jesus, mm. happy birthday, Jesus cake this year was happy birthday, Jesus pie. Really? Which is nice. But it means we didn't cut into them till Christmas Day. So I've had one piece of each, but we got sent home most of the pies. So do you think Jesus prefers pie or cake? Um, one year my mother-in-law said that Jesus had told her that he wanted chocolate that year, which for her is remarkably blasphemous. Like that's like for for her, that was a big one. I don't know if she'd been drinking or what, but it was up there. Mm. Um, but other than that, I don't I don't know. I it is much easier to get uh Jesus a pie because the cakes were always from a very specific, very busy bakery. Oh. Um so I think that may have been some of it, but I don't know. We this year we did very laid back. Um, like we didn't have any actual meals. Mm-hmm. We just had stuff, and you ate it when you wanted it. It was way more chill, and that was pretty nice. That does sound nice. Yeah. What are you going to do for New Year's? You used to have a regular game thing you did. Yeah, bub- I'm stuff. doing bubkas for New Year's. Uh, the only thing I'm doing is uh, it, it falls on a Sunday night, which is when we have dinner with the neighbors. Mm. So I think we're going to turn it into... Like we're gonna do like hors d'oeuvres and Trader Joe's frozen things or whatever things you would do at a New Year's party. We're gonna have that be our meal, but it'll still be like at dinner time, like because we're all old and tired. Are you except the kids and they'll just like to stay up late? (laughs) Are you so you're doing an RPG thing though with your sister in law, right? Still, yes, yes, but you're not doing any of it during the holidays necessarily. Um, not anything especially, uh, we will probably, uh, part, the producers over here sneezing, so if any of that getting picked up on the mic, I apologize, it's scaring the cats real bad for some reason. Um, we, we aren't scheduling anything out of the ordinary, our actual next session falls on New Year's Day. Mm. But we'll still probably be the normal time because one of our number works at Disney World. And so 
holidays are not respected as time off for workers necessarily. <laughs> what do they so, do at Disney World? Um, I don't know they have a specific thing. My point is she won't have the day off. She'll be working. I know, but I'm just curious. Like, I don't know just... if they have a specific Disney oh. World thing. Okay. We haven't discussed it. So are you the the so the D and D thing so far? Or have you just had one character the whole time, or have you guys started so over? far? Yes, yes, things are just starting to get interesting with our characters. Some of our our old backstory is coming into place, or at least one of them. Nice. Um, I'm How still you... playing everybody's mom. So, do you like your character? Is it fun to play? Or... I do. She's very fun. Uh, her her official catchphrase at this point is, do you have children? <laughs> um, nice. she, she likes to explain awesome. everything through motherhood. Yeah. And so, although this last one, she did actually get uh, drink more than she's no- normally want to drink uh, and didn't think about it because she's a brew mistress. So she used to drink a ton of beer, but she's been on the road and she hasn't been. So she got kind of drunk. And she said a variety of interesting things. The favorite was asking one of her compatriots, "Does your parents ever have children?" <laughs> so um, uh, that's a good one. But yeah, what, it's going pretty well. We're up tell to me more about four. her. Is she, is she like a what is she like an elf or a human or an orc or something? What She's a she? half. I've talked about her before on here. She's yeah, a I halfling. She's an eighty-five-year-old halfling woman, um, and she married. Uh, brewer in their little village of ashen top and they produced a pretty good label of beer and she had her kids and she raised her kids and her kids went off to start their own families and she realized her husband was kind of annoying and then one day in the woods she met uh up with a an ambassador of titania the queen of the fairies and made her a warlock and she went off to seek adventure so a half in a, in D and D a halfling is like not is not like in the Tolkien stuff like a halfling. No, like it is thing. halfling is the word they use because Hobbit is is technically trademarked or copyrighted uh, by uh, Tolkien. Yeah. So it's a it's a kind of halfling's just a Hobbit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Littler than a dwarf and a gnome. They're the little ones. I believe my character is two foot ten inches tall. Oh. Yes. And the 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 culture is similar, where they're sort of agricultural and pastoral, and like like you said, they brew ale. And yeah, they... I think so. I mean, like I'm my family makes beer, but okay, cool. Although I am now also officially a chef, I took a, a feat called chef because I very quickly fell into the one who was cooking for everyone. Oh, and so now it's a real thing where I can give benefits with the food I cook and stuff. I remember some of that. Yeah, you're discussing some of that stuff. I just couldn't remember. Well, sounds like yeah. a fun time. It's a fun time. It's a very silly game, so we don't necessarily move very quickly, but uh, we have a good time with it. Well, how many people are playing? Uh, there's three players, and then my sister-in-law is the GM. So it's me and a human monk uh, played by Trish, and originally a human fighter but that was apparently just a temporary character until that human fighter's pet bird turned out to be an elven druid that had been trapped as a bird for many years and that was actually the character of the third player so wow that's a twist yeah it confused us all a little bit but we got there uh so in in diablo if you pick the druid class um it's a First of all, the the body type of the druids is very similar to the barbarians, sort of large okay. and muscular and whatever. <clears throat> and the way the character plays, it's very much like a cleric, where you know there's they're kind of a they're very much close fighting style and whatever, but they have some magic. That's what the druids like in Diablo. I was a little surprised by that, but. Uh, Abby's playing a druid, and it very—it's very much like a cleric class in other games. It's it's really variable how people play around with with druids yeah. specifically. Sometimes and they're I, just wizards or or whatever, but yeah. sometimes they're different. 
Well, and in D and D, they've got some options. I think of them as a healing class. Mm. Uh, Beth in our game is very clearly playing it because she likes to turn into animals and beat the crap out of stuff. She is sort of becoming our tank, which is bad because she's also the closest thing we have to a healer. So it's not a great combination. Well, and, but, and in um, in in Diablo, one of your biggest things is being able to change into a wolf or a bear or something. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and she can that, change into a bunch of stuff. And she, and that's what <clears throat> when you, you mention a tank or whatever that Abby's the tank in our. There's two of us, but she definitely she definitely makes a lot of use out of the close contact, turning into a bear and killing everything just in, within arm's reach. I mean. But at the that's same what time, I that's do magic. Just so. in my real life, <laughs> it's fun. We like we like playing it together. Couch co-op is always fun, but this game is actually really fun to play. Couch co-op. Nice. So, yeah, we've been really enjoying that. And mostly, Ooh. that's mostly what we've been doing for her week off, which started just on, you know, set up end of Friday. And the kids came to visit. Right, the, the kids and the grandkids were here, right, on Christmas Day, which uh, seems like <clears throat> the when they've come before, it was some other day besides Christmas Day because they were with his family or something. But this year, he did. they did go to his family's house for a little bit, for like for brunch or something, and then they came here. Yeah, ours was a little different because one chunk of our family goes to the other side's family on Christmas Eve day. <laughs> they tend to do their thing but this year because of where it felt they did it on saturday and so we didn't see them at all saturday but then sunday which was christmas eve day we actually did see them but we kept thinking we weren't we're like no because they do their thing like, yeah but they did it before yeah we did we did something back home on uh, in des moines you know on uh on saturday yeah. and then sunday we were just here and we watched uh like christmas movies and stuff by ourselves and then the kids were over on 25th, yeah. We didn't watch then, a lot of Christmas movies, although I slept through some of them. I came downstairs just in time. My mother was like, you just missed the end of that. <laughs> but mostly, not a lot of not a lot of Christmas movies or a lot of Blue Bloods. Um, a lot of football. Oh. And mostly a lot of football. Do you, do you like any Christmas movies at all, or...? Um, that is a really good question. Uh, it probably depends on your definition of the Christmas movie, but overall, no, I would say no. I have ones that I traditionally watched. Uh, my family as a whole still really likes Love Actually. Hmm. Um, I do not any longer, um, because I actually sat down and thought about the plot of it and it's horrifying, but uh, I've never even seen it, I don't think. I grew up with my favorite was always the albert finney the musical version of christmas carol christmas carol yeah um which i also found one of the scariest versions most scrooges for me were always about who has the scariest ghost of christmas future because that was always the scary one sure sure um and the albert finney one is pretty scary um no, I mean, when I was a kid, I would go to the theater to see him. Hmm. I remember Santa Claus, the movie that had uh, Dudley Moore and John Lithgow in it from like the early 90s. I went to the theater and saw that. Oh, um, it's not very good, but I enjoyed it. At the time. <clears throat> I watch It's a Wonderful Life, of course, and I watch oh, yeah. uh, Miracle on 34th. Because then you yeah. don't have to pay any any royalties <laughs> is public domain yeah i don't i watch uh miracle on 34th street the old one the black and white the old, okay because i was gonna say my sister my sister my wife feels very strongly about the old one not the remake yeah i liked it it's gotta be the old one and it can't be colorized i don't like that colorized mm-hmm. stuff but yeah i watch that one on christmas eve every year because we watched it on christmas eve every year when i was growing up and i do love it i just i Every year I see it, I'm just delighted by it. And and um, it's a wonderful life I like to watch on the 21st. Um, and I just love that one, as everybody knows. But you know, we'll watch. I'll watch the Charlie Brown thing and some of the stuff I watched as a kid because it's there's a lot of nostalgia there. Like uh, uh, I like Year Without a Santa Claus and 
I mostly wa- I was not a huge fan of Rudolph when I was a kid, but my mom loved it. And so I think I think it's a little bit for her that I watched that one. But I, I mean, I like it all right. But uh, You Were Then a Santa Claus was my favorite uh, Rankin and Bass thing when I was growing up. So I watched that and I watch Charlie Brown because we always watch that. It's just, I don't know. It just makes it feel like Christmas to watch those things sometime during December for me. I, by sheer coincidence, was searching for something and like sometimes the search functions get excited. They try and come up with something quick and it gave me Life and Times of Santa Claus, uh, which is the one where he was raised by lions and it's it's the the all the pagan creatures bestowing upon him the mantle of immortality that's the one based on what um what's his name who wrote the reserve he wrote oh frank bomb yeah he wrote a story and then that rank uh that that rankin and bass one is based on that and then they made a whole different one that yeah well i mean they've made a ton of them but yeah yeah. on Uh, the origin of santa claus i mean but that one i always liked in particular just in general, because it had lots of cool side characters that were very fantasy based, and I was into mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But then I got older, and I'm like, "Holy shit, this is extremely not Christian." And then I was into it for other reasons. Uh, but I didn't think about watching that. I don't know if you'd like his story that he wrote or not, because his writing isn't great. So I don't know if. Mm. I mean i I've read. I read all of the Oz stuff he wrote because I was interested in like the cultural impact of it. And, and I was interested in like what he was trying to do. And I, I still am, find it interesting and like it, but I ha- I can admit that it's not very well written. So I don't know if you read the original, you know, book that that animated thing was based on. I don't know if you'd like it. Cause I, it's, I, he just I doesn't know. write very well. I've never read any of his original stuff. So. I saw a movie, a couple of movies about it. But that's about it. He had he had an interesting approach. Like in some of his books, he really tried to figure out magic as a system, which I know a lot of fiction writers do. But I was surprised yeah, yeah. he did that because he was he was writing for kids, and it was supposed to be a fairy tale. And and fairy tale writers, even very good ones, typically don't bother with that. They know they don't need to. Actually, they probably think if they do that, it'll take something away from it, right? Some of the mystery or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in some of his books, he he tried to make it make a little sense. Like if someone like a, in one, if a witch cast a spell, he he did like a lot of people do. It's like, well, that someone else cast that spell. I can't undo it. But what he did was I can't directly undo it. I might, if I study it, be able to find little loopholes and things to sort of get around it, you know? And and like he would write a character figuring out, well, I can't I can't undo this, but the spell allows me to do this. And then if I do that and then this and then this and then this, then I can get around to basically undoing it. I thought, just, well, that's really just interesting. Logic puzzles. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> that's and there exactly was right. I thought that was really interesting and cool. <laughs> there was one, I don't remember if it was a novella or a short story or even a very small novel, but he had that one that they eventually made into Ant-Man. What? Not a lot of people know Ant-Man is based off of Frank Baum. Come on, are you talking about shrinking the spaces between atoms? <laughs> well, it, it something happen. came up again recently. Well, maybe all the Wonka stuff. I don't I don't like Roald Dahl. I find his stuff very unsettling. And I've never mm. enjoyed any of it. I don't. I just need to say that because everybody gets so excited and everybody's super excited about Wonka. William won't stop with all of his Wonka fever. <laughs> um, he starts calling everything around his house different Wonka themed names, the Wonka Vader and the Wonka Mobile. He's very excited. I mean, he was already excited because he loves Timothy Chalamet, but now, oh, yeah. sure, oh, oh, Tim Chal, as he calls him, um, we're close as Tim Tim Chal as the Wonks himself again. Yeah. All of these Williams, me works. and Timmy, me and Timmy go way back. <laughs> but <clears throat> I 
just well there's a thing there's a there's a thing a, a movie on netflix called the the fascinating times of henry sugar or something like that and it's a wes anderson and i was like what the hell and so we're like we should watch it but we never got around to it and the other day i was looking through stuff and it came up again it's only 39 minutes long it's not an actual movie but it has like Benedict Cumberbatch and Dev Patel and and a lot of Wes Anderson people, and it turns out it's based off of a Roald Dahl short story. And I'm like, oh, then I'm probably not gonna enjoy it. But I think it wasn't one for kids, at least. So there is that. But we'll see. Yeah, I'm not a fan of his either. But I liked, I liked the uh, uh, original. You know, I like Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka. And in general, um, I think I like that whole idea. But we had the book, and and Abby and the kids liked the book. I didn't like it so much. It, I realized that I, I really just liked the adaptation that with Gene Wilder in it. And then when they made it with Johnny Depp, um, I kind of liked it too. I didn't like it as much as the original, but I thought it was, I thought it was creative and interesting. So I'm a little you, interested in seeing this one, but I'll probably... always enjoyed instilling fear in children. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it tracks. Because yeah. I don't even like the Gene Wilder one, because sometimes he's very scary. Mm. In a way, I don't like... Um, I never even saw the Johnny Depp one. From, from Jump, I knew that was nothing... I ever wanted to be a part of and history has borne me out. <laughs> um, I haven't seen it in a long time. You're the only person who liked it, including Tim Burton like and Johnny Depp. <laughs> um, I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, yeah. But I just, yeah, I, I don't like unsettling children's stories. So, scary can be okay, but that unsettling vibe. So, like something like a series of unfortunate events. How do you feel about? Oh that? no, just on its face, I can't stand that. Um, I never watched any of the media. I never read the books. I did go on Wikipedia eventually, but just no, I've never. And maybe so it's there... realistic, but I just didn't ever want. Yeah, here's some characters who uh want to destroy you and ruin you and do terrible things isn't it funny yeah but and people actually die you are brave and true and smart you'll get them first which is always the thing in children it's always revenge it's not just avoiding the machinations of the evil it's something terrible then has to happen to the bad person so there but there is a market for this sort of dark I mean, among the kid, you know, kids Huge are consuming market. it, not just. Huge market. So what do you think that is? Why are some kids kind of fascinated by truly dark themes? Not, I mean, probably really dark. the same reason that I, as an adult, am fascinated with certain subsections of very dark themes. Hmm. Um, and it's about different things. And I think that's what it comes down to. That That's probably what we're seeing here. Um, despite the whimsy involved in everything. Roald doll stuff is about people, many of whom are just bad. And there's not a fan. It's not because they were possessed by an evil gem or some shit. It's just because they're bad. Yeah. And Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka has some things, his heart's in the right place for some things, but he's also just kind of a shit who intentionally traumatizes a bunch of children. Um, do you think do you think it's it's similar or even just the same as kids who enjoy like Warner Brothers cartoons that were made for adults to watch in the theater and have lots of violence and, and are kind of dark sometimes, but a lot of kids really enjoy watching that. Is it the same or similar or is it a very different thing? Anybody who's ever enjoyed a Looney Tunes cartoon before age 18 is clearly a sociopath. I don't know. Huh. I even I think, I mean, you're the, you're the therapist in training, but I think that's a matter of public record. I don't even know <laughs> why you're bringing this up. If Did you, you not enjoyed like a single Looney Tunes cartoon 
as a child, you are what you are messed up. You are not okay. You didn't enjoy them. I was like, what is I'm confused. I'm, I have the innocence of a child. Um, I don't understand why that explosion just happened to that poor dog. Is it a dog? I'm not sure. The one who was trying to get the bird. Uh, oh, well, let's go back to the Smurfs. There's no hidden messages there. Mm. Um, mm. It was only when I was older that I was like, oh, this is fucked up. <laughs> they show this to kids? <laughs> Damn. Oh, In man. the end, they were Willy Wonkaing all of us. <laughs> with with those cartoons they did it from afar <sighs> we didn't have to get sucked up into a tube in the chocolate river we were all in our own tubes with the tv showing us how how bunnies made hunters explode but i mean then <clears throat> then jim henson basically questioned did... their sexuality in just huge ways then then jim henson just did the same thing except with puppets i mean you know there was he was yeah, blowing things very up. Very visibly and... soft. It's fun. <laughs> you can see when they get hit with a this says bong, but like you're like, no, it's soft. It's basically <laughs> it's a pillow with a hand in it. It's fine. <laughs> Muppets are fine. Muppets are pure childlike joy. Okay. Unlike Looney Tunes <laughs> and Willy Wonka. I'm on a roll here. Give me, give me other concepts. I will tell you the the objective moral truth of them um them all covered well i just think what the, the through line in all this is you know comedic violence but not just like three stooges poking in the eye or or bonking on the head with your hand i mean blowing things up right we weapons are sometimes involved so it's it it's next level it's not wonking. really slapstick. It's next level. It's beyond slapstick. Next, I think it's next level wonking. <laughs> but people laugh at it like it, people laugh at it like it is slapstick. Yes, so. like lunatics, <laughs> like little scavengers just mocking the the death twitches of their prey. <laughs> I say prey, but somebody else's prey. But they just see the body there. Yes, and this happens with every Roll Doll story, and it happens with every Looney Tunes cartoon. But Muppets are fine because they're soft. So, how do you feel I about? I don't know how you just went to school to be a therapist, and none of this is already just. Yeah, they don't really cover it. We didn't really have a class on it. So, man, how many how many clients are you gonna have that have been Wonka? Without there, no, you have to understand this stuff. I've got to do, happens you're right, all the time. I've got to look it up in the literature and get educated. Okay, yeah. so I never, Online I don't, university I was never actually a fan of uh slapstick in like theater, like the Three Stooges. I could never understand why that was mm. funny. I liked it, didn't hurt enough. You needed stuff that had <laughs> explosions that knocked, knocked animals' faces around. <laughs> Can you imagine the, the cervical vertebrae? Oh, it's got to hurt. I want you to picture. Picture. I uh, See, you're probably picturing it already. That's why you're giggling so much. You picture your actual duck. Got the his duck, whole yeah. face. Yeah, that, that did happen. Around. Yes, right. That happened. It was hilarious. And he can't even <laughs> say you're despicable because he's a duck. And he's a duck whose, whose mouth now is no... Not in any way in, related to where his vocal cords the back, would be. Right, right. <laughs> you monster. Did you like You're the, three the Wonka? <laughs> Did You're you like the, the Three Stooges in that kind of thing? I did not. Um, this was actually <clears throat> early point of contention with my wife. Because uh, she liked them. I didn't. Mm. Um, no, I've never been a big slapstick person. Now, when I was in theater and doing an improv and other things... I did slapstick myself because other people liked it. And I actually was yeah. fairly good at it. <clears throat> I think I don't, because I was lanky and tall and stuff and I could fall down without being hurt. So I did it and got laughs and stuff. But if I, I knew that if I were in the audience, I wouldn't think what I was doing was funny because <laughs> I just didn't get into that. I don't know. I it, It's a laugh at them, laugh with them thing. Mm. I, uh, 
slapstick is ultimately about people hurting themselves. Uh, usually physically, if not, then emotionally. And I'm just, I have a hard time laughing at their misfortune. Yeah, I think uh, that's the way I am too. It's part of why I have a lot of issues with a lot of British sitcoms because the premise is very frequently our protagonist is kind of a terrible person or has like a major hang up. And the whole thing is them getting comeuppance for their bad attitude or whatever. And again, I'm just like, it's watching them suffer. Just because they brought it on themselves doesn't make it fun mm -hmm. for me. Yeah, I can't. And Looney Tunes, I didn't give a shit about all the violence that you so lusted after. Um, <laughs> no, the clever wordplay was very much my thing. From oh, yeah, me too. On. Me too. Me and, too. The, and the fiendish plans and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, I also can't laugh at like someone being embarrassed like it's comedic and a person's embarrassed i can't find that on its face reason. neither can i <clears throat> there are exceptions and i have yet to figure out what the pattern is hmm. but like i sh on paper i should not like any arrested development and i do on paper i should not like any it's always sunny in philadelphia and i do there are other shows very similar to those and parts in both of those shows that I very much do not like. So I don't know. I don't understand. Well, I think I like. so like for Warner, but like you were saying the clever wordplay and the scheming stuff. Yeah. That was always one of the things I found funny. I think what I sometimes found funny about the violence was it was sometimes so surprising. Like, like as a kid, I didn't really see it coming. I mean, I, I, I knew it was coming because it was a Warner Brothers cartoon, but it's like, it just always surprised me. And I thought kind of like a itchy and scratchy cartoons. <clears throat> like they, they take that and they raise it. You to were always level. like, when are they going to get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> well, I mean, they'll do things and, and I just don't, I just don't see them coming. Right. Like really creative ways for some terrible thing to happen. And it just surprises me. And, and, you know, that, that makes me laugh. And also it's fake. It's super fake, right? If if it was real, super realistic with a person, I wouldn't think it's funny at all because I don't like that kind of stuff. I don't like yeah, gory yeah. movies. I don't like slashers. I just, we were just watching uh, Reacher. We, we watched Reacher season one and we're watching Reacher season two. And when there's a fight scene, which <clears throat> aren't super graphic, but are graphic enough, neither Abby or I can watch. We just can't even watch it because it's too real. Yeah. That's not entertain. It's not in any way entertaining to me if it's, realistic but when it's over the top fake with puppets and cartoon characters and if it's surprising like whoever wrote it came up with something really clever to happen because it's not just that wily e. coyote blows up <laughs> it's that it's how it happens it's like <clears throat> like he could never have planned <laughs> to avoid that fate because it was just so stupid how it happened and it's just i think it's clever how they come up with that well, stuff. i'm just like watching the dog blow up <laughs> as he understands i also like the whole bit of you like run off blow a, up her little brother i i do i am entertained by the bit where you run off a cliff and you don't fall until you realize you've run yes. off <laughs> and that works i think that's pretty funny yeah that's real <laughs> And I can say that because it's happened to me. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but also, who's, how are you going to disprove me? Anybody. <laughs> go ahead. See, I see, in this part, I didn't remember gravity was a thing. Yeah. How are you going to prove that to me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's so, good stuff. <laughs> also, if you remember and you fall down, who's going to send me the video? Um. <laughs> I have no yeah. idea when we started. I think we still got time, but <clears throat> we do, but we don't have any emails. <clears throat> Sometimes things don't happen to us. Um, and if we don't have any emails, then we don't know what to talk about. I didn't watch nothing. And also I had a perfectly cromulent holiday, but nothing that jumped out. Ooh, um, I don't think I watched anything either except your family Christmas. didn't make you watch any terrible movies no no did you ever see spirited did you ever see that musical with ryan johnson and uh no you mean <clears throat> ryan reynolds and ryan reynolds no uh 
We should watch that. We uh, are still in the midst of Poker Face. Oh yeah, and that's still pretty fun. <laughs> um, the the different guest stars they have on each time are pretty fun. Uh, usually to play the murderers. Um, and we just started this season of uh, Fargo. Oh, uh, I wanted to watch that. Is Juno Temple as a as a very well is. My wife didn't seem to get to see them. This is season five of the Fargo TV show. They've all been different, and I have appreciated all of them in their own way. Right, me too. Uh, they follow a formula in terms of viewer experience. Hmm. So, first episode, a lot of intriguing ideas. You don't know what a lot of them mean, and you have no idea if they'll follow through on them or not. And then we have a few episodes of backstory and hmm. establishment. And then shit goes really crazy and there's lots of reveals and time jumps and things. And somewhere near the end of the usually eight to ten episode season, you start to see what the actual picture is. And it comes together in a very interesting way. So this first episode is a first episode of a season of Fargo. Yeah, right. And yeah. It, it it looks good. Like, yeah, there's a lot of people. They seem to be acting well. I have so many questions. Uh, I'm sure a decent chunk of them will be answered quite intelligently. So, yeah. Do you think you'll watch the, is it True Detective, they call it? That That's also a similar thing. I won't. I okay. think Trish might. I, I will we'll um, watch it. <clears throat> as a little must... too, Fargo and, and a lot of Coen brothers in general, is just surreal enough for me. Gotcha. It's gotcha. just enough that I'm like, that wouldn't happen <clears throat> because of the weird turn of events and things like that. True Detective feels very real in a way that I don't like. One thing we didn't watch that I wish we did, and I think we should make part of a, Christ a Christmas tradition, is that Murder Town with uh, uh, Jason Bateman. <laughs> Where Santa gets killed? Oh, <laughs> so good. Uh, I should watch that. That's so funny. <clears throat> but I think you'd like so, Spirited. I think you should watch it. I mean, Octavia Spencer's in it. She's I've been so meaning to. I totally forgot about it. I thought we were maybe going to do Candy Cane Lane this year, but we didn't. Yeah, we didn't do that either. I was curious about that one. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's not too late or anything. They're still like... Yeah, no, it's all there, but I'm also <clears throat> definitely done with all it is, so... But... Uh, Musicals are kind of the thing in theaters now because I guess Wonka is a sort of a musical and Color Purple's yeah, kind out. Of. So I don't know if you're interested in seeing Color Purple or are you going to wait on that? I mean, I'm waiting on everything these days. but Yeah, I kind of do too. I think I'll watch that. We shall see. Sounds like it's really good. I never saw the original Color Purple. Yeah, I did back when it was in theaters. I think it was 85. I went and saw it. So I would have been eight. So that makes sense. <laughs> it was very good. I mean, it was, you know, that from what I can gather, it's it. good. But again, it's one of those. I'm not sure there's a reason for me to see it at this point. Mm. Well, back then, kind of like if, a lot of really good Holocaust movies. Yeah, back then, if Spielberg made it, you went and saw it, <clears throat> and you know he made movies, other movies like like that it was you know he made like et color and stuff yellow the color blue the color red but like schindler's list and amistad and things like that he you know and those are very well made films but they were they were rough i mean you know he 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 wanted to show how things were really were as, you know, as much as a person can do that so it was they were hard to watch for sure but they were so well uh, they, made. They took us to they they bust us to the theater to see Schindler's. Really, I was like a sophomore or junior in high school. Wow, that would I be really liked it. I've never seen it since. I would I believe that was sort of I, I was going to say that was my last Holocaust movie. That's not true. Jojo Rabbit was my most recent one, but I also feel like that's sort of a different thing. But Schindler's List was when I realized I was like. I've I think I've got enough of that, yeah. Of data on this. I think I get it's a it. lot. It's a lot. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, wow, I can't believe it's that long ago. It, yeah. You're you're real old. I know. <laughs> I know. It's it. Sometimes they'll talk about things like it was a super super long time ago, right? And it's like that was, and I'm thinking to myself, that was just 1989 or that was just 1992, and then I stop and go, oh yeah. <laughs> That was a long time ago. Even, even by my standards, it was a long time ago, but I just don't think of it that way right away. It just, I just have to stop and go, oh yeah, that was a really long time ago. We were sitting around the table one time at Sunday dinner and I forget what we were talking about, but something that we we're like, yeah, that's really 80s. I, I think it was something like one of the kids had or was doing or whatever, like it's really 80s and like, is that on purpose? Is it coming around? I don't know. Do they even know? And so we asked the oldest. We're like, what do you think of about the 80s? And she's like, um, I don't know. We're like, come on, just what comes to mind? We're just guess or whatever. She's like, I can't really remember the little paragraph we had in my book. <laughs> and everybody's like, what? And I said, she means her history book. She means yeah. her history books, a little blurb about the 80s. Just a, just a paragraph. <sighs> Which, to be fair, that's what mine was about Vietnam. Yeah, that, unfortunately. Vietnam yes. War was a little paragraph in there, <laughs> and that was most of what I got. Yeah, I have since learned true. why they did it that way, but um, right, I didn't right. know. I didn't know the entire 80s was as big of a black mark on U.S. history as the Vietnam War, but. Well, going back you to know, school, I've seen some of the fashions going back to school has has brought me experiences that bring this even more to the fore. Right. Because, first of all, I'm meeting a lot of people that are half my age because they're they're in their 20s in graduate school. So I get to understand their experience and what they remember and what impacts them directly. But also the textbooks I'm reading are all we're all published within the last four or five years. And if. <clears throat> And they almost all talk about the history of whatever the subject is, like, do you know, career counseling or addiction or whatever else. And eventually they'll get to the 70s. You know, I was born in 1969. So they'll get to the 70s and the 80s and things that I remember. And I'll see how history is treating the, those events that I actually lived through and remember. And I was like, wow. And now you know. they are properly recognizing you as history's greatest monster. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. There's all sorts of photos. You, little, most little... people young baby william at the grassy knoll most people don't um you know they don't ever get to read the textbooks that their kids are reading they just hear about it like you did but i in a way i'm reading some of the textbooks that my kids if they were in graduate school would be reading and i'm seeing what people what the the history writers think about the history that i grew up in a lot of people don't have that experience i have and it's weird <laughs> it's really weird to read about like i remember what it was like to think that the 50s and the 40s 50s and 60s was a long time ago i remember what that was like and it's like i'm i'm experiencing that to be, to be fair it is a long time ago no I, yeah it is it's a long time ago i i totally agree even by even, even when i think so, about it one could argue now <laughs> when i'm get when i take a, a second to think about it i realize yes it's a long time ago but it's weirder to think of, you know, it's easy to think of a long time ago, 1500, you know, you don't even know anybody that, that lived back then. But when you can remember things that most people are thinking of as, wow, that's ancient history. I don't care about that. That is, that is weird. And I always thought it was weird for older people. I always wondered what it was like for them to be able to remember things that all the younger people were sort of dismissing as See you Water always struck me as somebody who just remembered things from decades ago, even <laughs> when you were like eight. Your no. eyes would just roll back in your head and you would just intone things from decades earlier. No, um, I, I'm not a I don't I'm not a reincarnated person as far as I know. I can't remember if I told this one either. I was at a gas station uh, a while back and they were playing music over the thing. And it was some song that I recognized and then they played another one. and I recognized that. And I was sitting here, I was like, oh, these are all like 20 years old. Is that a thing? Is that like what makes Gas Station Muzak is like what was popular 20 years ago? And then I did some math in my head and I was like, no, 
it's not like 20 years it's like 30 years <laughs> <laughs> and i was like well crap uh, i wanted I, I have to mention before we go so jazz finds out she's a character in someone's fiction <laughs> I, thought, I haven't so, read that thing yet, but it's so perfect. That's like, of course that happened. Of course it happened. Yeah. Oh, Jazz, so does your baby book have like a golden ticket in it or something? <laughs> Is it? Like if any, okay. No, I mean, for different reasons, you and Jazz sort of have to fight for who is most likely to turn out to be a changeling from like a different existence. Yeah. I've it would explain a lot about you. Um, <laughs> on, honestly, I think it's it's a little too jazz might be a little too on the nose. <laughs> Everybody's like, well, you didn't hide her very well. Really. Uh, but you 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 just look like a just a run of the mill schmuck and then yeah. it could turn out. Yeah. Yeah, agree. He's just, he's just confused all the time. Oh. <laughs> all right. Uh, if you'd like to prevent this from happening, write in more. Uh, the magical talking hat at gmail.com. Whatever. I came up with a brilliant setup for how you should write in, uh, but I've already forgotten it. So uh, come up with your own. Get creative, people. Write us some weird crap. Uh, I ain't scared. Um, William's scared, but we like him that way. Uh, <laughs> and uh, go to the blog, themagicaltalkinghat.com. Tell us how you feel about um, violence in cartoons and how much William may or may not be a sociopath. Uh, if you're checking this out on YouTube, obliterate that like button. <laughs> and uh, With an anvil uh, that says Acme on it. Yes, yes. 16 turns. <laughs> Uh, and also leave a comment there if you feel like it, whatever. Um, and write in and then come back next week. And in the meantime, everybody be safe, don't get wonked. Yet another mystery solved by the hosts of the magical talking hat. Do you have a question that begs to be answered? Then please write the hat at themagicaltalkinghat at gmail.com That's themagicaltalkinghat at gmail.com Also, visit the hat at themagicaltalkinghat.com The music for this episode was provided by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.com <laughs>